This is the Houston Holla Podcast. It's been about a week since Joey and I have met up with you. I am Lance Edwards. He is Joey Wyatt, and we're going to take it easy today as we ease into this tax week here in the middle of April. Did you pay your taxes, Joey? I always pay my taxes, Lance. Take them right, man. I mean, you got to get it done, right? So you got all those kids too, huh? Got a million tax breaks. Yeah, but you know, with me being a bartender, I usually still, even with all the kids, end up owing back a few thousand dollars every year, but that's okay. It's Government part of- out to get you, huh? Not out to get me, man. Hey, you're just doing your part. We're doing our part as great citizens and great sports fans. Man, it was a beautiful weekend to get outdoors, play some softball, play some golf, do whatever you wanted to do. Maybe you went down to the beach. Maybe you had a barbecue or a grill out. Who knows? All I know is it was a beautiful time to watch the Masters as well. Pretty soon I'll have my back porch patio with a pool and the Masters outside so I can enjoy it on an outdoor location. Yeah, coming to you soon, uh, the Houston Holla podcast from Lance's back patio. Let's do it. Let me turn on the pool, let the waterfall go. Yeah, man, it was a beautiful weekend. I, uh, I played some softball this weekend. I actually just finished playing softball about 30 minutes ago. We won one, lost one, and I am super sunburned, man. I'm happy to be inside. <laughs> That's the dedication Joey brings. He literally was running into... Wild Wings Cafe out here off of West Green and I-10 in Katy. And he's got to go to work like in 30 minutes. So we're going to try to jump right into it here. Hey, your Astros continue to roll. The Rockets continue to suck. It's just, it's been a beautiful week if you're a Houston sports fan. Really, it has been. Yeah, man, it's been a great couple of opening weeks of baseball. I've enjoyed it. I've literally, with my free time that I do have, been sitting on the couch watching every baseball game possible. I don't care who's playing Phillies, Padres, Yankees, Angels, Astros. I don't think I named any National League teams there. Yes, I did the Phillies, but that's okay. Uh, today, we're actually going to talk to you about A.J. Hinch coming back into town tomorrow. Yeah, Detroit Tigers. Yeah, uh, hate him or love the guy. I think the biggest consensus here is he, he receives a lot of love from Houston fans, as he should. He brought us to three ALCS games in a row. Fourth one was followed by Dusty. We won one World Series two World Series appearances, and he is the second winningest coach of all time in Astros history. Is he behind Larry Durker, or is there someone else on that list? I do believe there's somebody else on that list. But before, before Hinch, would you consider Durker the greatest manager in Astros history? Uh, most definitely. He, he took over for Bo Porter, and I do believe Bill Verdon is the winningest coach in Astros history. Okay. So my question would be, there's no way you can boo this guy. His first time announced as manager of the Detroit Tigers A.J. Hinch, when that deep Minute Maid Stadium PA announcer's voice. So I actually think he'll receive mixed reactions. A lot of people blame him for obviously the scandal that happened. It happened on your watch, dude. It doesn't matter what the players were doing. And then there was that questionable call to pull Zach Greinke after six and two-thirds innings, only at 70 pitches, only one hit allowed. He pulls them and they automatically blow it. So, you know, there are a couple of questionable calls from his career so wait, wait, that wait, wait, I think wait. some fans will question. I love A.J. Hinge personally. Let us, let us relive 2019. Yeah, let's do it. Back when life was normal. Back when life was normal. No masks. <laughs> they had to worry about flu season, COVID season. Same thing. Life was great. Is it because he pulled Zach Grinke or is it because he didn't put Garrett Cole in the game? Why did they lose that World Series. I have mixed feelings about that. I do believe Will. I, mean, I do believe I Will more, Harris. I think, I think it's more so because they didn't put Garrett Cole in the game. So there was something to that. Garrett Cole had not pitched one inning out of the bullpen since his sophomore year in high school, which I found out after the game when I was pissed off myself and looked it up. 
I understand Ooh. it's go ahead, go ahead, let finish your point. It's winter, go home, and I think yeah. every Astros fan in the moment, probably three million Houstonians, were on the couch just waiting for it, just waiting for it. Where's Garrett Cole? Where's Garrett Cole? Where's Garrett Cole? And it just never happened. And I looked it up myself, and uh, I, I did see he hadn't pitched a, an inning of bullpen baseball since high school, His, okay, so since he was 15 years old. Okay, so throw 10, 13 years since he had done that in on a spot point. All right, Joey, I got to ask you. A couple weeks ago, we were talking about college basketball. Yeah. And do you want a bunch of pretty five stars, or do you want some dudes to go out and get it? And you said you wanted dudes. I think Garrett Cole's a dude. I think he's a dude. I think Garrett Cole's a five-star. Where's baseball different? I do believe baseball is different, and we can argue about whether he should have been in the game or not. You don't not. think you could have gotten six outs or nine outs without giving up two or three runs? Probably over Will Harris. If I, I correct me if I'm wrong out there, Astros fans, hit, hit us up on our social media pages and correct me. But I do believe they brought Will Harris into the game, and he gave up two runs immediately in that inning. It like could have been different. You can't change the history. You can change the course of history. By the Astros going out and just balling out like they are right now, doing this for a full eight months, right? Yeah, they had a great first week. They're starting to show their ass, their bullpen is, over the last couple of days. The same bullpen that collectively as a whole performed better than any bullpen I've ever seen in my entire life last season. Expectations were low, and they overperformed. Now, did they overperform? Can they get back to that form? It's only been eight games, I believe. Uh, nine games, I'm sorry. We are six and three. Angels lost also, so we're leading the division by a tie. But this bullpen's going to have to pull it together, man. They just sent Christian Javier back down for reassignment, which blew my mind a little bit. He's probably been, I think he's thrown better than anybody in our starting five rotation. Yeah, he pitched right opening now. night the other night on Thursday, didn't he? He did. Uh, two hit baseball, six and two so thirds why he, innings. Why, why, why is he going down? Because uh, so is it a command issue? They're bringing Odorizzi up. And okay. my, my thing is, even though Odorizzi didn't throw well in spring training, he only got a couple of appearances. What I think they're going to do is once Fromber and Jake Odorizzi are healthy, like it or not, Christian Javier will be the odd man out in the starting five. And I think they're going to rely on his arm very heavily in the bullpen down the stretch of the season. I think they're trying to keep his pitches down, keep his innings down, because he is going to be our, our best arm out of the bullpen. And so what I think they're doing here, there's a minimum of seven days you have to stay down, so he'll miss one start. I think they're going to call him back up in seven days. Basically give him 11 days of rest instead of five. I do think that's what they're doing. Too bad the Skeeters aren't playing right now because you could have gone and paid $20 to go see an awesome major leaguer in Christian Javier pitch. Kid's awesome, man. You know, after last season, I thought to myself, can he do that again? Or was the Astros bullpen an anomaly? And after only two appearances this year, I'm convinced he is that dude. And he just is that good. Love the kid. Hopefully I'm right about my assessment. Hopefully they're just giving him an extra rotation day off and they pull him back up in a couple weeks. I'm excited to see what Jake can do, though. So back to Mr. Hinch. What are we doing here? So you're saying absolutely throw the responsibility on him and it's okay if you have to stand up and let your emotions out and boo him after drinking seven Shiner Box? He took that responsibility. He came forward. Are we talking about the game or are we talking about the cheating scandal? We're talking about how are you reacting on Tuesday? I'm excited to see him. And, you know, like I said, I do believe by 70 to 80% of the fans, he will receive a standing ovation. But he'll also get a couple of boos here and there. He has come out in front of the media, on TV, in front of fans multiple times and said, we cheated on my watch. It's my fault. And there's going to be that handful of Astro fans that are still upset about it, I'm sure. All right. We got three levels, Joey. Just pick a level. Level one is... The second level is I'm going to make a sign that says, thank you, AJ. 
And the third level is you boo him when he walks out there. What level are you? A one, a two, or a three? I'm a level one. And you know me. Okay, so you give him a woo. You, you have to. On, he, and you hope the Astros win 20 to nothing. He's brought us our only World Series win. And you can argue that it wasn't him. Anybody could have done that without with that rotation, with that, that roster lineup, that we had. Yeah. You know, and that's a great argument, but it was on his watch again. So if we're talking about things on his watch, I'll take it, man. And I do believe he deserves a standing ovation. Second winning is coach in Astros history in only five seasons. So he deserves all the, ro- all the ovation. Okay. We want your feedback, like Joey said. So hit us up on Twitter or Facebook and just give us your response so that we can include it in our next uh, podcast. Yeah, tonight, actually, if you can get to us tonight or tomorrow morning before the game, I would love to hear responses on our Twitter or Facebook page. How are you going to react to A.J. Hinch stepping back into Minute Maid Park? Even if you're just going to be home, you're not going to be at the game. You're going to be clapping from your TV. You're going to be clapping at the game. How are you guys going to react? I'd love to hear the responses. And Joey and I try to keep it professional. Um, just tell us outpouring of feelings exactly how you feel. We're not going to kick you off for being a little bit inappropriate on our Facebook page. Not at all. We're not corporate media. We don't have lawsuits pending. We don't even care if the Astros ever invite us into the press box to cover a game or the locker room. We just want your honest feelings. It's all about your feelings, okay? All right. With that said, man, I got to tell you this cool story. I'm not a San Antonio Spurs fan. You're not a Spurs fan. We're both Rockets die. I am not a Spurs fan. But I saw this dude... Riding his bike on a beautiful Sunday morning down to the Kalachi shop down there off Mason Road in West Park Tollway. Okay. And he had on a sweet Iceman George Gervin Spurs jersey. There we go. So it made me start thinking, man, like, what's, what's the best jersey I've ever owned or the coolest, slickest, most badass basketball or baseball or football jersey I ever had? Okay. So I was like, Joey's got some memorabilia. Joey's got some cool shirts and hats. Like, you know, you're star-studded out. You've been to Champ Sports a few times in your day. I so, never buy from Champ Sports. Man. Well, I don't know it's who you good. buy from. You just buy from the MLB shop. Whatever. I just. Uh, what is your favorite jersey? Is it baseball? Is it football? Is it an Andre Johnson jersey? Is it a Nolan Ryan vintage? Like, what is your? I actually favorite think the jersey? Texans have ugly jerseys. My favorite jerseys of all time, even though. A few months back, I was reading a list of ugliest sports jerseys from any sport all time. And the Houston Rockets, blue Rockets jerseys. uh, that the stripes? With the stripes that debuted in, I believe, the 97 season. They only lasted for four years. Those are probably my favorite jerseys of all time. They were top five ugliest. The the, the jerseys they transformed from the World Championship back-to-back Rockets jerseys, right? Yeah, they did. And then they transformed simply because, hey, we got new players. And everybody already has an Akeem and a Drexler jersey. So we got to get them to buy a Barkley jersey along with their Akeem and their Drexler Actually, jerseys. Actually, my favorite jersey that I own, it's original, uh, still hanging in my closet, looks brand new still, is my blue Charles Barkley jersey. I had the same one. You know what? Mine was a little bit bigger than yours. Charles Barkley. <laughs> Charles Barkley is my favorite player of all time. Anybody that knows me knows that. A lot of people forget just how, how great that guy was when he stepped on the court. He had his antics to him. He got into some trouble. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with everything he did off the court, but when he stepped on that court, man, it was just an absolute monster. Let's think LeBron's athleticism with Shaq's strength. And, you know, it was just awesome. I loved watching Charles play. So that's probably my favorite jersey of all time. You know, being a big kid in the post back in the junior high days and elementary school days, everybody wanted number four. Oh, yeah. If you're a big man in the post. I mean, I was always battling with the – Kids that were older than me that, you know, had a little bit of seniority. But when I got that chance to wear a number four, I was so pumped about it. So I had that I had that same blue Rockets jersey. 
my dad, not big on the jersey buying, but he was like, son, whatever you do with your lawn mowing money and your chore money, whatever, you can go out and buy whatever you want with it. As you should. I remember buying a San Diego Chargers blue. Okay. Light blue Junior Seau jersey. How about that? Yeah, that's awesome. I uh, One of the first jerseys I bought myself actually was a original. I found it on eBay. Original Champ Sports Dennis Rodman Bulls jersey. Oh, there we go. My second favorite player of all time, Dennis Rodman. So I, I, there's a little bit of a coalition there, I guess. I don't know. It's Chuck, Dennis Rodman. They both had some crazy off-the-court antics, both def- definitely eccentric people, but when they stepped on the court, man, I just couldn't help it. They were now my favorite players to watch. I know why Joey works at Wild Wing Cafe. <laughs> I'm a little eccentric myself, guys, if you don't know that, but... Uh, in my opinion, Dennis Rodman is the greatest defensive basketball player of all time. And even though he wasn't wearing a Rockets jersey, I just loved watching him play. So I think that the most expensive jersey I ever bought, and they're typically they run more, they're higher pricing, yeah. are the baseball jerseys. I had an authentic Cardinals Albert Pujols jersey, probably back in like 2006, 2007. I oh, wow. It. So those, are always, those always run pretty expensive. The coolest looking jersey, I thought, was the old Damon Stoudemire. I guess you probably could have got like a T-Mac Raptors jersey. Yeah, Raptors jerseys. The Raptors with the dinosaur the old the school, ball. The old school Raptors and the old school Vancouver Grizzlies jerseys have to be up there, man. Those Grizzly jerseys that they actually brought back for this season, they're beautiful. Uh, so I thought about buying one, but I was like, man, I can't, I can't buy another team's jersey. I already got some hanging in my closet, though, so why not? How often, actually, How often do you wardrobe yourself with the jerseys? Today? I don't wear them a lot. I mainly buy them. Just so they're in my closet and I know they're there. They drive my wife crazy. One, I've got a whole closet full of jerseys that I don't wear. And she's constantly like, can we take some of these to Goodwill? And I'm like, absolutely not. You don't understand. There's sentimental value here uh, with these for me. I got a crazy jersey story since we were talking about most expensive jerseys. Here about three years ago, I was looking on eBay uh, at Penny Hardaway jerseys. I watched the 60 for 60 on Penny Hardaway. And I was like, man, I forgot how much I love this guy. I'm going to buy a Penny jersey. Got on eBay, and I found a rookie game-worn Penny Hardaway jersey for $450. So I purchased it. I said, screw it. I'm going to frame it. It's Penny, man. Game-worn. About a week later, I still hadn't received it. And it was the day I was supposed to receive it. I'm sitting there. The story's not sounding good. I'm checking my postals, my USPS app, all day. I got the front door open. I can see it from the couch. Got my screen door there. I can see my mailbox, and I can see the truck pull up from the door. So I'm constantly checking it. After about five minutes of checking it, I check it again. It says delivered. Nobody ever walked up to my front door. So I walk outside, and the mailman's a couple of doors down. I said, hey, man, I had an important package on the truck. It says delivered. Oh, no, I set it down. Well, no, you didn't, dude. I've literally been sitting here watching my door for five hours. I never got anything. No, I set it there and drove off. So I, I checked a couple of the neighbor's doors. I was close with a couple of my neighbors, knocked on my doors. They never got it. Said delivered. I spent about a week going back and forth and being circle jerked with the uh, postal service, customer service hotline. Typical. Yeah. Uh, no, he delivered it. Actually, it was a new guy. He said he didn't deliver it. No, actually, it was a new guy. He delivered it a couple houses down on accident. They were finally able to ping it for me. I went to the address and it was a house with a first sale sign. Nobody lived there. No package on the front door. So I never saw my Penny Hardaway jersey. Game worn, lost in the freaking wind. Did you get your 450 back? I did. It took about 30 to 45 days of more bullcrap with the postal service. How do you think he actually knew what was in the box? 
I don't think did the guy like, stole did it. Say like NBA store, NBA memorabilia. Not typically. Outside, it like... typically just comes in either a Manila bubbled envelope or some whatever the yeah. person ships it with. You know, I don't think the mailman stole it. It was like a seventy-five-year-old white guy sweating his ass off. So I don't think he stole it. I do believe that it got set on the wrong door and someone opened it and was like, "Oh shit, I'm keeping this." I don't know. Maybe some seventy-five-year-old men are Penny Hardaway fans. Yeah, I mean they they probably are, but this guy looked clueless to the freaking I world. I bet those seventy-five-year-old men couldn't spell Anthony though. No, absolutely not. Anthony Penny Hardaway, another one of the goats that was ruined by injury. Great Sprite commercials. Him and Little Penny. Man, I used to love watching him and Shaq play. Man, it was awesome. Together on that Magic team? Oh, yeah. They were awesome, man. That was right around the time Kazam came out, and that's when when I became a Shaq fan, after Kazam. Most definitely. Those were my childhood days. So let me ask you, your children, what do kids ask for these days? Do they ask for jerseys? Do they want a jersey like Dad? Do they want a game day Bregman or Correa jersey? Like, what what do they want? One of my daughters, because of me, is a huge James Harden fan. Okay. She She got her... Got her a beard jersey? Yeah, she's got a couple of them. I got her a beard jersey, got her the actual beard, got a little finger beard. And, you know, she was a huge James Harden fan when he was here. My other two, they just want Minecraft coins and stuff like that. So I've only got one that's kind of halfway into sports. She does jujitsu. She played soccer for a little bit. So Give her the, the shout-out, Joey. By the way, guys, I just wanted give to let the, y'all know. Give her the shout-out. Proud father As moment. a proud father, my daughter competed in the Jiu-Jitsu Worlds League Houston tournament this weekend, eight years old and won a gold medal. Proud wow. father moment right there. Future junior Olympian, future Chicago 2028. Hey, man, she's a beast. She get those locks on you. She is strong. You are not getting out of them. Uh, proud father moment. I just had to shout her out. I love you, Emma Grace. Well, congratulations. What's her name, Em? Emma. Emma, that's right. So congratulations to Emma. And those are the kind of moments we want. Joey, I need you to share that or post that picture on our Houston Holla Facebook page. Yes, sir. Because I want to say congratulations to her. We want all of our viewers and listeners to say the same thing. And we want you all to start posting your kids' accomplishments on our Facebook page because that is what we are all about. Yeah. Uh, also goes, guys, while I was at the tournament, Lance was watching the Santa Fe Indians run rule a team and, and take one off the uh, scoreboard. We do have a clip of that on our page also. So shout out to the Santa Fe Indians. Congratulations on the big win. Yeah, they uh, tore it up, man. Uh, Sidney Peters pitched a perfect game, had a few RBIs, including a two run bomb. So you can see that highlight. Uh, we're going to make them a nice little video as they get pumped up for the playoffs and go on the state run. But we're still going to cover everybody else as well. Get this, though. They didn't, they didn't beat a nobody, man. Texas City had some ballers on their team. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think they have a girl named Maya Moore who's a shortstop going, I believe, to... Is that what happened to Maya Moore? A&M or Texas or something like that. Anyway, I briefly spoke to a member of her family. Got to give her coach a shout-out, give her a call as well. Because we might want to get her on our show, dude. She So the night before, she hit a walk-off Grand Slam. Oh, that's awesome. Great I think, feeling. I think you told me that Texas City had beaten uh, Baytown Sterling. So yeah. Texas City was sitting in like fourth or fifth place, like fighting to get into the playoffs. And Santa Fe run rules them. So that district's loaded between Santa Fe and, of course, the Friendswood Mustangs. They split on the season. Santa Fe is on a mission, though. Hey, our girl, Miss Mata, yeah. she rakes. She rakes. That's she awesome, rakes. man. She even had she had the warning track deep gap double. That's and, awesome, man. You don't see a lot talking, of lefties I was, I was that hit for power. To, I was talking to a parent. Yeah, and I missed it. I didn't get it on video. So shout out Riley. Yeah, she's probably gonna dog cuss me. Nah, that's all good. She's gonna make me run foul poles or something. You don't for see a lot of lefties video. that hit for power, so that's awesome. Warning so track congrats power. Congrats, Coach Jacobs. Keep it rolling. Uh, like I said, next team that we get up in our 
studio here at Wild Wing Cafe, or maybe we come out to you. Hey, can't wait to feature you. We're going to start tearing this up and cranking these out, especially after spring sports are done. Uh, a few more, you know, accolades that we want to throw out there. It's track and field season as well. So we want to hear about the fastest times and the longest jumps and throws in the area. I'm going to be all over that this next couple of weeks because area track meets are firing up next week. I'm probably going to go down to the track meet in Pearland. Okay. Which is going to feature a bunch of schools from the Pearland ISD, Alvin ISDs, and Strike Jesuit, and a few other schools as well. So, tell you what, we got some. I know we got some dudes that can run. Marshall, Fort Bend Marshall's always got a proud program. Port Arthur Memorial. So, I'm interested to see who has the fastest times out there this year as far as those sprint races go. Yeah, man, and it'll be cool, you know, and summer's coming up, guys. I know we've been a little taking a few days off here the last couple of weeks. There hasn't been much to talk about. You know, we've both taken a couple of days off for ourselves, but summer is coming up, and we are about to push these things out like crazy. Football season's coming, man, and we've gotten a lot of inquiries about and football volleyball season. season. Football and volleyball season, man, so we are about to be cranking these things out here in the next couple of months, guys, so we are super excited. Yeah, we're going to work on our own personal scheduling issues. But like I said, we'll get the job delivered and done. because It's all about you, Houston. Thanks for the response so far. And let's keep growing together here in the 713-281-832-346-979. I told you from Schulenburg to the Sabine River, don't forget about the 409 as well. You know, I almost said, "What about 409?" You got me trained here, Lance. Huh? Hit us up on hey. our hit us up I, I on our there, social media for, pages. I lived there for 15 years. Hats off to my boy Ashley Elam and Mike Canazales yeah. keeping the 409 sports tradition alive over there. Good job, guys. Facebook Houston Holla, Twitter at Holla Houston, HoustonHolla.Buzzsprout.com. We will be talking to you guys on Tuesday, as always. Hugs and high fives. Love your neighbor, Holla Houston. Holla.